What's good, everybody? Episode 39 of the Rabona Boys podcast coming at you live out of Seattle. Oh, no. The disc's face is almost full. No, <laughs> um, All right, this episode might have to be short. Yeah, but... we'll see. Hopefully, we don't get cut off. Right. Uh, but we better do a speed run of the last week, I guess, because it's been a week, week and a half. Week and a half. Because it's been insane to say the least as it seems to usually be in the soccer world everything is upside down i actually didn't right realize now. like because like we know how i like took a break away from like paying attention to soccer hella closely for a while yeah i forgot how chaotic the soccer world is man yeah having kind of only like having an mls team to pay attention to it's it doesn't it kind of doesn't scratch the itch all the way no dude this is a whole lot of drama and it's just like every 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 game especially this season it feels like everything's upside down speaking of upside down arsenal are on top of the table <laughs> um, oh shout out to the roommates um so also yeah your boy moved to seattle so we shout out to nick solo. solo studios out here sorry dev i'll be back don't worry <laughs> Uh, but we, we don't we don't got the lighting like Dev. That's the one thing. Nah, so. for sure, for sure. But um, Arsenal is still top of the table after a what a lot of people are painting out to be disastrous win against or loss against Manchester United. Look, y'all got flipped. We uh, we did not look good. Um, story of the game. I mean, Vin's been wanting me to give a recap of the game and my tactical breakdown and emotions and all that counterattack that was the name of the game it just felt like our team all season it felt not all season it's been five games or six games but look at me the rational rational level-headed fan over here yeah but um it's crazy what happens when you're top of the top of the table man you start thinking straight (laughs) oh why you start thinking shit on the air is clear yeah bro it's thin up here man it's lonely lonely at the top no but uh (laughs) but uh but uh here it comes everybody no 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 so basically hasn't been as bad as most arsenal (laughs) yeah don't worry i'm I'm gonna gonna keep a close eye if we win the league man what what i'm kidding i'm kidding i'm kidding kidding. okay so what i wanted to say though is william saliba it felt like we had our center back of the future because he's just he was he had i mean we've talked about how he's so complete but the other thing he has that a lot of our backline people don't have is recovery speed and it felt like that was something that this backline needed for a long time now it was it was kind of surprising to see him get burned so many times by simple through balls him and gabrielle they're both to blame um rashford just picked us apart just running down the middle of our defense yeah and they scored pretty much three of the exact same goals i know the anthony goals off the side a little finish but we all know how it started Mm -hmm. and i don't know it to me honestly though i'm not that upset really I really, I'm, I'm cooling. You're zen right now, huh? Let I mean, me, it has me, been, what, uh, not a week and a It's nah. been a few days. Even, like, when it happened, it's not like I was mad. I was sad. I didn't really want to, like, talk about it, honestly. <laughs> like, that was just, like, it was just kind of like, damn, that sucks. But uh, I guess we'll keep going. Because, yeah. like I said, for the millionth time, we are still top of the league. That's not me trolling. That's, like, you know, situationally. Facts at time of recording. It's not, yeah. It's not like we, like, lost 
because Aston Villa, right, pulled off, I think it was Aston Villa, pulled off a draw with City, it was like, okay, like, we can breathe a little bit. Um, you know, like, it happens. It's part of the game. And, like, you win some, you lose some. I was telling you, this United team lost to Brentford 4-0. <laughs> we beat Brentford. Like, it's like, anybody so, seems so like they can... triangle, rock, paper, scissors? Yeah, it's just... The Brentford league, up there with, with Arsenal and United. And you got Leeds smacking Chelsea 3-0. Yeah. You know, stuff like that. This has been one of the most interesting Premier Leagues, or at mm. least starts to a Premier League, that we've had in a long time. Because, like you said, everything's upside down. Yeah. You know? I, I think the biggest thing is that... Uh, they're utilizing their um, their. It, how do I say this? Ten Hag looks like a very good play coach personnel. right now. Ten Hag looks like a very good coach right now. Yeah, he's yeah he's kind of working with what he has. He did kind of get half of IX, but the other half of the team. I mean, he's bringing out the the best in guys like Rashford. Uh, but Tom and I looked pretty useful versus you guys. And Decent, he was pretty right? Useful for us, except when he's suplexing our players, uh, which is absolutely <laughs> ridiculous. I didn't understand Erickson in a deep lying role, but now I'm kind of seeing what Ten Hag's trying to do. Almost that someone um, needs to collect the ball. Yeah, almost on that. Almost on that. Like, uh, almost on that. Like how how Pirlo used to play for Juventus. How he used to have like two shielding eights in front of him, and he was just and he was the deep lying ten, right? It's almost like that, except except Erickson's expected to be the more of a connector versus a you know yeah. a long passer or whatever. He's, I mean that's that is what he's meant to be at this age, and is, he can't be really it's an attacking almost a, mid. But it's almost a Tiago role, and it's yeah. crazy how well he's adapted to it. Also, a lot of United fans are saying he's bringing something to their team. Oh, 100%. That Pogba wasn't able to do in he's an, six he's years efficient. of his career. There. He's very he's always been an efficient player. Yeah. Real quick, cuz this is the only thing I'm going to say about this game. Uh Lewandowski <laughs> becomes the first player to score a hat UCL hat trick for three different teams. That's wild thinking that's, of that. That's pretty nuts. And then um, you think about like the level. Yeah, but Borussia that's kind of yeah. Bayern Munich, Barcelona. Barca. But uh, that's pretty much all we have to say about that game because they did it against Pizza or whatever that team's called. Victoria and, Plaza. Uh, yeah, and so... Uh, <laughs> no, no, let me give the respect before they fuck up Liverpool next yeah. season, bro. Victoria uh, Pilsen. No, nah, going back to... to I, don't know, I don't know where the fuck that is. I don't eat... Oh, Switzerland? If my life depended on it, man. I'd Hungary? That. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, it sucks. Manchester United is... Probably the team I hate the most in the Premier League. And also, it's probably the game I look forward to the most in the Premier League. More than Chelsea and Tottenham. Huh? More than Chelsea and Tottenham because I was... I literally... I came up on that rivalry, man. Yeah, like, that makes sense. That, that's that's the recent history. Could give a fuck about Tottenham watching, and the zero the trophies they've won. Watching, like, watching the Venom in social... <laughs> yo, I, yo, I'm sorry. God damn, that hit me. <laughs> watching the Venom on social media between you guys, so it's it's wild. Like, yeah, it's the it's, two biggest it's social media fans. And you can tell like the most of the people who are on the internet right now either grew up watching that or like heard right. about that. You know, it's like the most recent time of like Arsenal's greatness. Uh, but United fans got it got it out for you guys. Like I thought, yeah. I mean the United. I mean when they beat us, it was like, oh, we got y'all. We told y'all we were gonna get you. Like good, we got some on these fuck dudes. Like all right, cool. But watching how they responded to you guys, it's mm-hmm. like the two of them, like the two most toxic sections of the internet, just like <laughs> clashing head on. Yeah, you're right it's because it's wild. our demographic. It's our age group. Like Manchester. 
United Liverpool is the greatest English rivalry, but like most of those guys who like really experienced the depth of that were like yeah. probably like 40, 40 plus yeah, now. They're, they're coming up in the eighties, the nineties, probably. But like still the added. social media generation, nah, that's yeah. the early two thousands. And that's United Arsenal. So yeah. yeah, it sucks, but we also have only two wins at Old Trafford since two thousand six. I was I would I mean I'm not gonna lie, I was confident. I thought we might actually have pulled it off. Well you said once you guys we tied in. the game. Yeah, once we once Saka scored that goal, I really thought we were gonna take control. But realistically, I would have been happy with a draw, or I expected minimum a draw, mm-hmm. and I would have been happy with a win. But turned out to be a loss. It happens. Would like you I say? S- would you say Arsenal got ran out the room? Like nah, it, like not the even. Scoreline. I know the scoreline's bad, and like the goals we conceded are bad because they're just such simple errors. Mm-hmm. Or just like things that should be easy for a professional defender to, to, to take control, like handle. Mm-hmm. But I mean, it is what it is. You win some, you lose some. Even like every team's dropped points this season. This is a great season, so yeah. I'm confident Arsenal going to keep on going. This team is just different in the sense that they just have a mentality to them now. Where they go down, I'm confident they'll come back. Nice. Or they've just got those guys like Gabriel Jesus and Zinchenko, like I said, just leading them, bringing that urgency. So we'll go again. We'll be fun. I like watching you guys play because, like, the the blood always comes out. Like, the, the ferocity always comes out on you, too. And I think maybe this time, for the first time in a long time, it felt as though... It almost felt like echoes of, like, those, those ancient cl- battles from the past. The 2000s, you know? yeah. Like... Watching, yeah. watching the similarities and the differences between Rashford and Saka, and then you know a guy like Anthony and Martinelli, mm-hmm. you know, and then I mean Martinez and Saliba, you know how they're or Varane and Saliba. I mean, you know, um, it, it was kind of cool watching that because you could see like, all right, there is actually a lot of history behind this. You could tell like this means something, especially to the guys who came up with it. But um, yeah, I mean, it wasn't on that level, obviously, but like, yeah. Man, United are efficient right now. They're doing well. Um, I think it's only a matter of time before people start sussing them out and start playing them differently. But as we're seeing Liverpool and Arsenal kind of the examples right now, I kind of expect Chelsea to be as well mm-hmm. when that happens. Um, do we want to do we want to talk about Chelsea right now, or do you want to talk about like the rest of the league? Sort of. I was gonna ask you. You want to do Chelsea or you want to do Liverpool? If we do Liverpool, we might as well get into the Champions League because that's all right. Let's do Chelsea. Yeah. Because I kind of want to talk about Chelsea and oh, Mister Tommy Tuchel. Man, Tommy Tuchel. Ironically, ironically, that loss, like his last game before he got fired, uh, that loss to Zagreb. Apparently that was his one hundredth game for the club. Yeah, and his record's not even that bad. It's not. Let me pull this up too, <laughs> bro. I guess Chelsea's gonna Chelsea, man. Like I thought, with the new owners, maybe there'd be a little bit of patience, a little bit of you know something different. But Chelsea's kind of doing. I don't want to say what I wish Liverpool would do, but they're kind of pulling the trigger at the rate that I kind of wish Liverpool would. Maybe. I definitely prefer us keeping Klopp and, like, not firing, dude. I definitely think he should be able to, you know, say I want to leave before mm-hmm. they ever think of firing him. But I'm just saying, like, I respect Chelsea's new ownership because they're moving just like the old niggas. So, what, you think it's fair? It's unfair? Dude, so I understand that 
he has not been a good run of form going back towards the end of last season mm-hmm. all the way into the beginning of this season. Yeah. It's not like he's just had a rough five, six games. Like this has been Chelsea have been looking found out for a little while. And I remember we've talked so much about at the beginning, like let's not forget Thomas Tuchel won these guys a Champions League trophy yeah. a couple months after being appointed manager with a brand new squad, somehow integrated a whole new system and beat the likes of Real Madrid. Right? Yeah. Did they play Real Madrid in that? <laughs> yeah. And other, like, they, they beat everybody though, right? Yeah. Didn't they beat like PSG and like... They had a really, off a of, really tough stretch. Of yeah, games. off of beautiful counter-attacking football. And they beat City. And then it, yeah, they beat City, and and then, uh, and then a couple months pass, and then it's next season, and then I'm like, I don't know, I'm not enjoying Tuchel ball as much as I used to. Remember when we started talking about this, and I'm like, yeah, I don't know what it is, surgical, like, then, why have I stopped enjoying this? Because at first we were so like enamored by it, yeah, yeah. I was like, this is incredible. Like, I'm not usually like a defensive, like guy that chooses to watch super defensive teams, but yeah. I would but, love like the way I they would attack. It was just. And that was the difference, I think. Is I think they would they would defend a lot, but when they when they went forward, they still looked like incisive. They looked dangerous. They like, looked they like they clinical. could score at will on oh. any counterattack, and it all started with Conte. And maybe that's a big reason why Chelsea have struggled, probably because yeah. of Conte's fall off. But man, Chelsea have gone from a terrifying force on the counterattack to a team that I'll probably put money on takes two or three shots a game there was a there's an interesting stat um speaking of like stats on Tuchel where uh apparently like his first 50 games they let in 20 something goals mm-hmm. his last 50 games they let in 84 Oof. that's crazy that's a crazy switch and think about how we're c- calling him a defensive team but yeah they're they're moving like a sieve too bro well and they're they're like yin and yang too like so, so, you defend better when you're scoring a quick goal on a counter and then your defenders get fired up oh we gotta protect this lead like you know it keeps this the momentum going on both sides it makes me wonder if that if if that attacking verb was like a new manager bounce or maybe it was the fact that Tuchel hadn't had the chance to try and implement his attacking ideas on the team because he him he clearly showed up the defense first. Same thing he did at PSG. I think he did that at uh, at Dortmund. For and a then second. he showed it up again. And then he showed it up again. And then he, and then yeah, he, he, he slowly again. made everyone more defensive. But also, he, I don't, I just well, don't he think bought a million defenders. And and they well they but they also have Sterling and Aubameyang. They also have Mount. Who's what is Aubameyang in the Aubameyang. Premier League in twenty twenty two? With guys like Havertz and Mount, I feel like you should. How do I say this? I still Ab- believe Abemian in Havertz. Would be, Abemian would be lethal on City only because of Kevin De Bruyne. Kevin De Bruyne would be able to pick him out, yeah. put him in spots, get him the ball, boom, he can do his thing. Endless chances. That's what he needs. Like Somehow, he's not the, He's not going to put away every single chance. But it's weird because Chelsea are in the same issue Liverpool are having, but like in that they don't really have a working midfield. But then they also have an issue up top in that like. They just don't know how to get the ball to their forwards in any dangerous spot. I think Chelsea's is way worse than Liverpool's, though. Like, it's been way, way worse. Longer. Well, I think you guys will still score goals. Like, Chelsea don't score goals. And that's why it's like, I'm still a Havertz believer. Like, I, as long, as much slander as he's getting and Timo all this. Timo Werner is scoring goals. I was going to say, again. I'm sure Timo Werner's doing well. I haven't checked him on. I checked on him at all. But, like, Chelsea is literally where strikers go to die. 
It's just a it's, fact. It's been a curse. It's, been it's, a curse. it's just a fact. Just and, like just like how Atleti is known for strikers for having great strikers their entire history. Just like how um, just like how Liverpool is known for having great strikers. Arsenal is known for having great stri- like. They're a team that's known for killing strikers, destroying their careers. This is endless, before, endless examples. This is before the Russians came too. Mm-hmm. This was since Gianfranco Zola. He had to move back to be a ten, and then he flourished. But like he had to, or something like that. He had to either had to move to the wing or move to being a ten. But like the only striker that's ever worked for Chelsea is Didier Drogba and Diego Costa. And Drogba wasn't even like crazy numbers he just scored hella clutch he goals was important, exactly. he scored the clutchest goals ever but he didn't like the league up quantity wise no, like, he never did uh, yeah yeah, yeah. He was, that, that's always that's always something super interesting about Drogba and almost kind of the same thing with Costa where like it's more the emotion they're definitely an emotional club and obviously you could say Diego Costa and Didier Drogba are two sides of the same coin in that they engender so much emotion in people you know Drogba positive, Costa negative, but at the same time they were both like guys who were able to be the talisman for Chelsea. Meanwhile, I feel like Chelsea's highest I feel like Chelsea's highest scoring seasons, like when they've destroyed the league, has always been like when Lampard is firing or when like uh why am I thinking of Oscar right now? Oscar seemed like he should have been a Chelsea legend, in my opinion. But like, yeah. whenever they have like their midfielders just going off, because Chelsea are like a, they're so weird in that. Like, like for as many as much changes that they've gone through, the personality of the club is still the same. Mm-hmm. The last time Chelsea strikers were regularly doing well for Chelsea was when everyone was playing a four four two, and when they had mm-hmm. big man, little man. But like when ever since they but they've switched to a single man system way before almost anybody else, and they again they've only managed to have the two. I don't know what it is the name the name the the list of, of players whose careers have gone down the drain from trying to wear the Chelsea number nine is legendary. You yeah, know what I'm saying? yeah. Like I don't even want to go through it, but it's, no, it's, <laughs> let's it's, not it's, go through it. It takes forever. It's carnage. Yeah. Bro. And I'm like, Real legends of the game. So, so I'm like, is it Tuchel's fault, really? No, I don't. But then I don't you watch them play, and you're like, no, it is. It has to. Be. You think so? So I just find it I interesting. I think it's interesting how you brought up a good point. How Chelsea's greatest time was the four back formations. To me, Chelsea don't know their best formation anymore. And I don't understand what the transfer policy was going with this summer with Todd Bowley taking over, and he seemed really involved in the transfers. And I don't understand some of the signings they've made. You know, but you know, it's like you know what I feel like he did. Oh, sorry, go on, go on, go on. Oh, sorry, but they've but they've they fluctuated between a four back and a five back, and it's like, what are you really trying to do? Like, I don't fully understand if the Chinese Kukure is like a fullback or like as a wing back or they're trying to play in a three back three center back system or it doesn't seem like they have a partnership of two that can play a four back properly it's like this fluctuation of variables and yeah. i don't think that i think, I think it just seems like a mess you hit that on the head like it's it's as though how do i say this it's as though Bowley got like the new ownership got all of their guys in but they didn't get 
everybody else out. Because uh, I'm sure he was begging for a striker, you know what and I feel it like? wasn't a bomb yet all summer. <laughs> okay, like, this is, this is going to be like the weirdest thing, the weirdest comparison, but it almost feels like Todd Bowley was in like a fantasy draft, and he yeah. was like, he had the computer look for a certain player, right? And he was like, I don't care how much they cost, I don't care if they're older and older, sorry, young or old, I don't care how much they cost, I don't care if they're young or old, it just, I want it, right? Don't care the price. And he kept it on, but what he did he kept it on central defender, and it just kept selecting yeah. central defenders. Well, it, it just felt like he bought one guy, and then it didn't fix the problems. He bought another guy, didn't fix the problem. Finally, you're at Wesley Fofana for 90 mil. Still hasn't fixed the problem. No. And where are you going to play Fofana, Kalibali, Silva, who else did they get? Now they've had I mean, a whole bunch have, of other guys. No, did Aspie leave officially? No, he's still there. Reese James uh, is still there. Reese James. Reese James is there playing the 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 Kyle Walker role right now too. Like the young guy. I mean, he Chalaba. Oh, Chalaba. They. Oh, yeah. They said they wanted to keep Chalaba. He's gonna regret that. Um. Anyways, it's it's a weird situation, but I also think uh, part of why I think it's fair is because there's no way you don't come up with points in an attacking system with the players that you have. Anyways, there's no way. Mm. You can't tell me the curse, man. The curse is really is a real thing. Well, I don't care about the striker, but it's like you can have an attacking system. I don't, like they still he doesn't. Yes, Conte is always injured. he needs one of the most like clinical strikers in the world for his system to work. You, you have know? a three man yeah. back line. You have hard working eights. Why not try and put Jorginho to work? Have a deep line playmaking system. I'm even seeing Chelsea Aubameyang fans sick of Jorginho. And and I love it. Oh no, they hate him. But Chelsea hate everybody. The only players Chelsea fans do not hate are Lampard and Drogba, and Lampard's probably ruined that. <laughs> Honestly, oh, speaking of how this you is were what talking their about, eighth manager in ten years or something like well, that. Well, speaking of how you were talking about how 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 can they let go of Tuchel so quickly after he won them a European Cup not too long ago? You forget they let go of um of that of their former their other former player uh, Di Matteo. They let go of him mm. months into the into the season. Right now, basically, right after he won them a Champions League, and he wasn't even supposed to be the coach. He stepped in at some point after Vs Boas, turned the whole team around, barely asked for players type guy, and he didn't get any of a chance. That's part of kind of why I, I I view Chelsea the way I do because I was like within my formative years of watching football and I was like, bruh, that's that might be up. one of the most heartless things I think I've yeah. ever seen. That was I, that, that one was crazy. I definitely remember that. <laughs> that was I was like, wow. Like, like, so yeah, that's it, as it, disrespectful like, as you can get towards and a manager. And I was a former player mm-hmm. who like who like was important for them at some point. Well what back when they were trash, but so it doesn't surprise me that they let go of Tuchel, but I'm not mad that they have it. What I am mad about is who they're trying to replace him with. Well, real quick, let me let me answer the original question, oh, which yeah. we said was, do you think that it was deserved? And, I mean, honestly, I'm a pretty big Tuchel fan, and I think like the peak was like really good. I would have liked to see him get more time to try and figure it out. They just Chelsea had also, you have to remember, spent the most money, I think, out of any team in Europe. They spent like three hundred mil this summer. Yeah, I know. But and so it's like, and, and then six days later, or whatever it is, like, yeah, six days, seven days later, it's all, but he's fired. It, <laughs> it's almost like a regime change. It's almost like how it's almost like how like when a president changes for Barcelona or Real Madrid, they kind of ship guys out and ship guys in. They didn't ship enough guys out, and they didn't ship enough of the right guys in. 
but it was basically that same thing. Uh, Tuchel also another thing that happened. So I'm seeing two similarities with um, his time at PSG and with his time at Chelsea. I remember when we were when PSG fell to the wayside, like um, in the Champions League, and we were like, "What was the issue?" Tuchel was doing too much chopping and slicing and and switching stuff up. We're like, yo, you're you're trying to be European Raynary right now, but you're like you're you're messing with a good thing. It's kind of what he's been doing with Chelsea. How you're talking, can't tell if it's a five back, four back. Don't mm-hmm. know who the don't know who the two center backs are. Don't know who the three center backs are. Are you going to play Reese James as a as an outside center back? Are you going to play him as a wing back? Right. What do the forwards do? How do you get the ball to them? Where's your midfield? I get that. It's the same thing. But another thing that seems to be happening is exactly going to happen to PSG and at Dortmund where people just don't like him. Yeah, that, see, that's fair, too. Him. Apparently, he has like a whole bunch of issues in his personal life, which is a signal of a great manager, by Get the him. way. <laughs> but, <laughs> you said it is? It is. You, uh, I was going to say, I feel like the best basketball Arsene Wenger, like... He he like got divorced or something. I'm pretty sure Pep has like marriage issues. Well, Pep probably. I don't um, think you can be that. I, I don't you think know you Jose good... Mourinho's an asshole. Oh, like, oh my god, his son <laughs> probably hates. Him. Yeah, like, but it's a good sign. If you're, it, good you know, <laughs> I don't know of any. Yeah, because I can't think of too many. Is Klopp NFL even married? Coaches. You know, he is. He, uh, he has a great. So Klopp's family. the <laughs> exception. Klopp's the one exception. Yeah, but the way he because he thrives his off good so relationships. Anyways, right. So yeah, yeah he thought. Ooh, Great analysis right there. But um, I guess what I would say is, yeah, I would have liked to see him get some more time. People uh, are sick of him, bro. People are somehow, like, all the players are are done with him. The staff are done with him. It apparently. does kind of feel that way, yeah. The the So the owner. So I, I don't know if this is, like, a big thing. But, like, he was saying part of why he would love to go to Chelsea was because they already have a system in place. They have a general manager. Excuse me, uh, a sporting director. Whatever. And... I don't have to choose the players or I don't have to deal with all that stuff. I just tell them what player I want, bring them in my system, cool. Yeah, he was supposed to be really involved with the transfers. So Bully was saying, um, Bully was trying to ask him, who do you want? Probably just flashing the cla- flashing the cash like a fat cat, you know what I'm saying? Saying, yo, tell me who you want to, to get your stuff. But even, uh, in my opinion, if I'm a manager, I would be very invested in that because I'd then I'd be, I might be able to find someone who... I could have a great working relationship with who would understand where I'm coming from and vice versa, you know? I would, and it would try to get me the players that I need. However, even that, he complained. He's like, I don't want to do that. I don't, uh, I didn't come here for that. So, yeah, okay, that's how I remember. He wasn't really as involved, even though he was, like, offered to be a big part of the transfer business. Yeah. Which, to me, is, like, the ultimate criticism is that... I don't think he ever got the right personnel for what he wanted to do. I don't think exactly. he got the strike, the type of striker he really needed. Exactly. I don't think he got the midfielder he really needed, or the aka the Conte replacement. So he got all the defenders you could ever want. But like I said earlier, defense is a product of offense. Offense is a product of defense. It all flows together. If one's not working, it can cause problems for the other side. And yeah. In yeah. my opinion, uh, yeah. Let's that, keep it pushing to Graham Potter unless you got something else to wrap no, up. No, I'm Tuchel saying, stuff. in my opinion, well, I was, no, I was, was going to say, in my opinion, um, I think I think this is probably the right move for Chelsea. Mm-hmm. What I don't like is the fact that they're going after Graham Potter. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I was joking to you earlier, um, saying, like, yo, 
I would I would be cool with Graham Potter maybe potentially being the next Liverpool manager yeah. after Klopp leaves it or retires or whatever. But that's said a little tongue in cheek, but I will say Brighton Brentford looked great, Crystal Palace looked great, Fulham looked great. Brighton, man, Brighton look ridiculous. Yeah. For the size of club that they are. Um we we I mean this is gonna be what the third week in a row that we say this, but that that new influx of money to the league has just brought the level up of everybody. I thought a lot of Brighton's charm last season and the seasons before came from the players that they had. Uh, they lost a lot of their players and they looked better than ever before. Uh, Tariq Lamptey's still at the club, but he's not even starting anymore. Um, they just look yeah but he's consistently like tactically brought off the yeah. bench to add this like extra Which, bit of speed to just so attack these slow defenders like it's all planned it. out Graham Potter is like even though he's English he's like like low key a very very tactical manager and he seems to have a system set up to the point like like we were saying before how he can he can tailor it. I, I like the fact that he can tailor his system to whatever player he has, but that he also has like a system that he eventually brings his players to. Um, he he's looking excellent for Brighton. If I'm Brighton, yeah. I'm throwing the kitchen sink at him. If you're Chelsea, um, if Chelsea comes through, but they gave oh, him gotcha. permission to talk to Chelsea, um, which I don't think is a good Ooh, idea. Yeah, uh, well, Brighton's a very well set up club. They're a very well set up club above Graham Potter and all that stuff. So, th- you know, maybe maybe they'll be fine. But to me. Like we were saying, Graham Potter should be the next England manager. Yeah. Because like of how, just how good he is tactically, how he can again tailor the system to the players that he has, which is something Southgate cannot do. Um, to me, I think if you give him more resources, like ungrateful ass Chelsea fans were like, "Oh man, I don't want Graham Potter. He's just going to be another David Moyes." I want to. How Dan. disrespectful! <laughs> one, not one, not only yes, David Moyes was garbage at Manchester United and Valencia, but he's doing pretty good at a mid-level club. Or yeah. right, I guess. I don't think Graham Potter is at that level. I think he's above that, in my opinion. Yeah, I, I, I would agree. Almost I would like agree. some Eddie Howe stuff for Newcastle. Um, imagine him playing his five-back system, but with Chelsea's players. Chelsea's players. That's pretty nuts. That's hilarious. I saw that thing on Twitter where Kukurea, uh he said this is going to be Kukurea when Potter walks in the door. Yeah. And it was Steve Bruce just looking at, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but moving on, though. Um, oh, man. So, also, real quick, um, speaking of underrated managers... Look out for Thomas Frank too. Yeah. Brentford manager. Yeah. I could see him going to a big club soon too and I'm making always, a big impact. I'm always surprised when like new managers come through and seem to stick around. Yeah. I think like Well, Germany, usually their team sticks Italy. around. It's hard to stay up. Right. Exactly. Exactly. But then they, they kind of keep sticking around. They become part of the group and you just kind of yeah, batch them in with the rest of the prem- regular Premier League teams, then you forget about them. And then, honestly, Brentford and then become Brighton, out of nowhere. Brentford, Brighton, and Palace might be the small teams to really look out for, and Fulham, Loki, Fulham again. Brentford, Fulham look Brighton, good. Palace. Yeah, I mean that's like the teams I pay attention to. Basically, and Leeds because yeah, I like Jesse Marsh, but I don't know and if he's Leeds. He's good. Fulham, I don't know if he's at that level. And, yet. Well, no, Brighton mopped up. Was that Villa? That was Villa, right? Yo, Stevie G might be in danger. Maybe not. He tied Manchester City. Yeah, that's but, something Liverpool probably not going to do. But this they're season. still like nineteenth or probably not anymore, but probably like seventeenth or something at this point. 
<sighs> okay, all right. Moving on to Liverpool. Uh, at the, on the day of recording, Liverpool got smacked up by Napoli, four one. Napoli looked excellent. All props to them. That stadium was full. That crowd was incredible. I completely understand them being ready to go. What I don't understand is how shit Liverpool <laughs> looked. Man. I don't have enough time to go over every single player the way I want to, but understand that I have about three hours worth <laughs> of, of, of breakdowns in my head, like, right. ready to go. Because Start from the back. Oh, man. Regardless of whether Liverpool was in form or not, Napoli would have been would have been on us. Like, it would have been a really good game. Um, they are play- playing this super high-pressing style, especially against slow-ass, tired-ass Liverpool, oldest team in the Premier League. Um, they are playing this super-pressing style uh, where they look like us. Like, prime Liverpool, 17-18 Liverpool, where they- it's just like a sea of players, almost like a pack of wolves. Um they're really good defensively one on one, by the way, because like even when the game started to open up and they started to tire out, no Liverpool players could really get past anyone. Anyways, on the other side, whenever they got the ball, they would just go on these beautiful counterattacks and just slice us open. At first, it was Victor Osimhen charging down the middle, giving Virgil hell. So they sat back a lot of the game. Joe Gomez. Uh, Almost to like a like a mid level press, like like they started pressing maybe twenty yards in front of the box. So like not necessarily midfield, but like not necessarily in their own third. But like it seemed to confuse Liverpool because like nobody kind of knew when they would start pressing. But yeah. then like it kind of pack the space a little more and then bit, start and then pressing. Like, boom, but then save like, your legs then, a little bit. Like the minute Liverpool start Liverpool started looking like they were feeling themselves, somehow a Napoli player got a foot to the ball and like boom, they were off. Yeah, and like it, and like as the game wore on, like they they actually kind of started pressing harder. So like at first it was just like good pressing, good timing, and everything like that, and then they started swarming us, and basically Victor Osimhen outran everybody. Looked like um, a gazelle just running through the fields. Like oh my god, I have so many points to say. Okay, Joe Gomez had the worst half of football I think I've ever seen from him. Remember how we were talking earlier, like in the summer, and I was like, I don't think Joe Gomez has developed the way that he looked like he was going to when he was like twenty one. Right. When y'all it's almost went undefeated, true. like we yeah. forget how good he was at some point. Yeah, because I heard—I don't know what YouTuber it was. Maybe it was Boovy or someone, but he was talking about Joe Gomez. He's like, he's like, yeah, Joe Gomez just, or maybe I was on Cop TV. Cop TV's low key kind of fire. But I think this guy was on there or something, and he was like, he's like, Joe Gomez just isn't good enough. Like we know this. Like why is he playing? Like we we need to move on from. And I'm like, yo, like. Yeah, just a few years ago, this dude was made out to be like the next England, like an elite center back partner for Van Dyke for the next who knows how long. Bro, I was I was mad when when he whenever Matip would start seriously, and man, that we had to bring on Matip to to stop the bleeding, stabilize the game. Napoli scored three on us in the first half, and it should have been more. Like Virgil is okay. How do I say this? The entire team is tired and slow. James Milner gives away a penalty by sticking his arm out in the weirdest, dumbest fucking angle that I've ever seen a 37-year-old professional with over 20 years worth of experience should ever be doing. Then, Joe Gomez 
can, happens to have a complete blinder of a first half. Like, I remember when I remember when Klopp subbed off Nabi Keita, and after like thirty four minutes, after that thing was playing like garbage, he probably should have subbed off Joe Gomez after probably the first twenty five minutes, maybe thirty. We might have been able to stop the bleeding a little bit. It was that bad. Mm-hmm. Um, how you were talking about old boy was just saying he's not good enough. It's wild, but it's true, and it's yeah. so hard to say because he still has his physical gifts. There's a reason. You know, sometimes he's good as a, as a right fullback. There's a reason when Liverpool was going undefeated, Jordan Henderson was playing as the right side at eight, and 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 Gomez was playing the 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 right center back because they could both cover for Trent. Trent could go do whatever the fuck he mm-hmm. wants. Now, Joe Gomez is missing assignments. He's 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 bobbling like like. Like a basic touch, like this guy's, like his touch puts him in a bad spot. Then he, then he second guesses himself. Then I don't, to fake I don't decision. know how you're supposed to play right back like that either. If you can't get the basics down of the first touch, you know, simple passing, not lose the ball, because that's an area you just cannot lose the ball. But now, and now he's, and now he's doing it at center back. Yeah. Versus a team who they clear what? Well, I say that in the sense that right back might be his only way to get playing time. If you if you're more healthy and you have Kanate, you have Matip. Play, yeah, you know? honestly, then honestly, like they he, passed him. Talking sure. about how Joe Gomez has fallen off, it's like it seems like if anything, he's a he's your backup right back, which that's is crazy what, to say. That's right? what he should be. That's kind of where but, his only utilization should be. But but with a lack of technical ability too, it's like how can you even play right back? So yeah, I don't know. It's just crazy. I I don't I haven't given up on the guy. I think he still could turn around at some point in his career. <laughs> at this point, you know, but like he's only ever going to be a backup level center back for for Liverpool. He either needs to go to a smaller club where he can kind of regain his form if there is any. Or he's just gonna have to move down in general, and like, yeah. I mean, there's nothing wrong with like, I don't know. I feel like he could take Tyrone Ming's spot in in Villa, <laughs> like, whatever. I get less and less impressed with Tyrone Ming. So like, you watch him, yeah. right? At first, I used to think, nah. He's I remember just that just hating, but yeah, now, I didn't really think like, about it too much. And then yikes. you brought it up, and I was like, yeah, okay, he's he's cool. And then just yeah. over the years, it's just like, dude, what has happened to this guy? Worse but, and worse. Um, no, man, forget Joe Gomez, man. Uh, Virgil, yeah. This dude, we talk about Conte. Virgil has fallen off a cliff. Virgil has not been good. Virgil has not been good. It, it consistently, like at some point, well, I guess you don't have anyone healthy to replace him with, but I was saying you had to bench him at some point. Like That's what I'm saying. That's, crazy. That was what I was going to get to. Oh, my bad. Go I, we, for it. We need to bench so many of our guys right now. Like, I can go back into the familiar refrain, oh, we didn't buy enough players, oh, we didn't buy where we needed to, and we didn't reinforce ourselves in our weak spots. That's all true. Another thing that I don't think I ever really said was that you need competitiveness. You know, how many times are we going to quote that rule from from Sir Alex Ferguson, the only guy who who managed to run an entire team by himself for 26, 27 years? Yeah. But it's like, okay... We don't have any competition. Okay, moving that aside, now we just don't have any rest. These guys have played the most amount of games possible all last season. Nobody had a, had an off season this season. Nobody. Everyone's playing internationals. Everyone's playing Nations League. Everyone's playing dumbass preseason friendlies. Mm-hmm. Which we injured Konate in, by the way, because he needed minutes, apparently. Virgil is tired. Salah is tired. Trent is tired. 
the midfield can't even get up. James Milner, shout out to his endurance. He's always been known for his endurance, but at this point, he has he. It's like a tortoise. Like he's gonna live forever, but he's not moving anywhere. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Fabinho <laughs> okay. yeah. needs rest. Fabinho's form has does. dropped off a cliff. He definitely does. He, yeah. he's, his form has dropped off a cliff almost the same way Anderson's form dropped last season and the season before. That's concerning, especially when you consider the rest of the age around the team. He's our only D-mid. And then the two mid-youth players, the two midfielders that they brought, or excuse me, the two players that came for us... Um, Fabio Carvalho. Carvalho, injured in the last game. Henderson, injured till the international break. Elliot, who is still our best midfielder, is not a midfielder. Yeah. I don't, like, it's crazy how He's been playing really well, though. He's been playing well, but in this game versus Napoli, he was non-existent because he he provided no defensive nous, no positioning, no bite, no running and tackling guy, and, like, he... I mean, he had effort. He did something that Trent didn't do, which was run back and try and get his guy, even though his guy burned him. He didn't just stop and and give up like a little bitch. So shout out to him for that, but he's slow as hell. You know what I'm saying? Man, and when you say standing around, I... Bruh. It's actually, like, sickening watching the highlights, seeing how some of the backline, a.k.a. I'm looking at you, Trent, Bro, I'm looking Trent at you, Joe Gomez, Virgil, Virgil, Bro. Matip. You tried, but even Matip, you were getting caught Matip, out. Like. Matip was getting would have gotten victimized had he not been such a good center back. You know what I'm saying? I don't, and I don't know if it's fatigue or what, but everybody's tired of each other. Just doesn't. They don't. Nobody seems motivated. Nobody wants to fight. Like Liverpool is known for fighting. Something that I. Something that. Um, if you know like real Liverpool fans, then you'll notice that like okay, we never talk about like players not liking each other. We always talk about togetherness. Like it's, it's a squad, it's a team. I don't necessarily buy into the whole it's a family thing. Like I think that's you know corny, corporate bullshit. But it is important. Like you were talking about how Klopp runs on relationships. It's very important for his teams that everyone gets along and that everyone fights for each other. This team is stopped fighting for each other. They're fighting on the field. They're they're that whole thing where. Where, you know, the English media ate up James Milner telling Virgil some obvious shit. Maybe he did need it. You know what I'm saying? Maybe that was something that he that he needed to be said. But they're talking about, oh, that's leadership. But now things are snapping at each other on the field no matter what. Like, guys are getting into it over free kicks and all that stuff. So, Liverpool is clear. Like, this is... This is the result of people who are tired of each other. This is the result of a team who's together for way too long. No new, no new names, no new, no, no fresh faces, no new ideas. Diaz, uh, like, like, like the amount of players again that we lose compared to the players that we bring in does not match. So at, whereas before maybe we weren't as strong, we had a whole bunch of guys who could like fill in for one another. We still haven't replaced Gini Ronaldo. Ox. Ox and and Nabi Keita are wasting wasting bench spots or wherever the hell they are. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Again, never replace Minamino. Never replace Origi. This is what we deserve. So this is what I'm saying. Salah was ineffective. The stupid thing, right? We have Mane, you have Salah, two guys who are motivating each other, who somehow work together still, and one guy gets does a lot of the grimy stuff, and another guy scores all the goals. You know what I'm saying? You let go of that guy, 
And now you wanna now you wanna now you wanna put it around again the guy who I say is just a finisher, just a goal scorer. You now you wanna put the onus on him, but not only that, you wanna put him further out wide than Trent. You want to put him away from the goal when he's most dangerous attacking the goal. You want to bring out his creativity? Why? <laughs> Why? He's not a creative player. Damn, that's facts. You're you want to you want to shift stuff for Darwin Nunez? How about you fuck around with all those guys? How about Luis, you play Darwin Nunez? Luis Diaz was the only player on the pitch that was motivated. He, the only one. The only one. Fabinho. I can't. I've never seen Fabinho. Bite that many times and mm. miss every single time. My man was falling over himself. Allison, yeah. stupid mistakes from the very kickoff. Yeah. Yeah, I mean. Virgil needs to be benched. Joe Gomez probably shouldn't be playing for Liverpool again, but we don't have any better backups right now. Everybody's injured. Oh, I have to say this. Thiago came on. Artur Melo came on. And remember how I was saying maybe Artur Melo could play a Thiago role. Thiago came on and the team looked immediately looked different. Like Matip kind of gave us a bit of a better defensive base, but Thiago kept the ball. Right. How we were talking about how he how he just his body movements, his eyes, his shoulders, wherever his shoulders are facing is not where he's about to about to receive the ball to, or you know you know the yeah. touch to set he's, himself up. Yeah, he's got move. the little shimmy shimmy. Yeah, he, he's dancing a little bit. You know what I'm saying? But it's crazy because. He's doing this in the Champions League game where we're getting fucked, and he looks like the best player, the most motivated player out there with Luis Diaz. Shout out to Luis Diaz. How to? He's like how your. To, he's like your Santi Cazorla, but he's got a little more a muscle little more, to him. A little more steel. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Shout out to Luis Diaz. Amazing effort. Amazing spirit. Amazing will to try and drag this slow old team over the line. He scored a goal by himself. He could have had a Great few finish. more. I think I think he he's definitely one for the future, but I don't think he's I still worth, like him. I like him, but I don't think he's worth giving up Sadio Mane. Oh yeah, I definitely not. I you don't you don't play you don't play Nunez. You have to play Nunez. It's so I didn't frustrating. understand. That. I wanted to get over. I want to be done with Liverpool, but it, I keep thinking of other shit. <laughs> uh, Nunez. It was so frustrating because at some point in the second half, we got a lot more control, and Thiago was incredible. You know, we started dis- distributing properly, and we started having chances and stuff. But what the fuck were those chances? M- go out to the to the ineffective fullbacks, the same fucking system that we've had since 2017. We, you want to change our goal scorer and put him further away from goal. That's yeah. the part of the system you want to change. You yeah. want to change the pressing. You don't want to replace our, our most reliable midfielder and our best presser. You don't you don't want to you don't want to replace one of the best attacking players in the world and one of the best presses we've ever seen. That's fine. But then you want to leave all these slow motherfuckers, no midfield. I don't feel bad for Liverpool for our team at all. I don't feel bad for Klopp at all. He should have dropped his nuts on the on the table during summer and said, "Get me who I need, right. or we're fucked." Because guess what? We're fucked. And now, now that the now that the roller coaster is burning, I want it to go all the way down Damn. to hell. Okay, here's this is this is perfect. I need FSG to be as embarrassed as possible by the time I don't the World think FSG get around. embarrassed. I don't uh, think they that's will. how they roll. They will. They will. They will, bro. I think they take the most pride out of being self-sustainable. Fuck that. They but will. This is an interesting pivot because 
I wanted to talk about Premier League predictions. And if there's one team, I thought I had it all figured out. If there is one team that is really giving me stress, (laughs) it's those it's those Liverpool boys up (laughs) north, man. And I kind of want to just like rapid fire through the table and just kind of yeah. I mean, go ahead. Wait, well, let me let me get one last thing off. Yeah, Thiago looked incredible again. Changed how we played. He is a class player. That's why I. It's so hard for me to get angry at him when he gets injured. But but I. But no, excuse me. Let me let me rephrase that. That's why it's so easy for me to get angry at him when he's injured because he brings so much to a team. Arthur Mello, how I, how we were comparing profiles. All right, he has a great touch, and he has a great ability to move in a space, but my man runs down alleys. And this is the first time I think I've ever watched him in earnest. My man ran down an, straight down an alley twice and ran into a Napoli player with the ball in maybe 15 minutes or however long he was on the pitch. I'm just saying he has a long way to go if he's going to be that stand-in for Thiago. He's never really stood out to me as a player that – He's never stood really stood out, out to uh, you. <laughs> He's never stood yeah, out. He looks very bland. Yeah, that's always been kind of his game, I feel like, though, which is yeah, not very motivating to hear, I know. Yeah, but. man, I'm here for the free fall. Let's get it. All right, so I'm I'm a firm believer that all these Premier League predictions and all that stuff should be done at the end of the transfer window. Yeah. And I guess we technically kind of cheated because we had a midweek week six or whatever it is now at this point so it's not it's like a week after the the windows closed but but really no but like it's because they condensed the schedule it's not on us so (laughs) and so okay (laughs) let's just start from the bottom because i've been giving this some thought 20th place AFC Bournemouth are the worst team in the Prem. They got absolutely slapped up by pretty much everybody yeah even liverpool even liverpool (laughs) Um. Yeah, now they're trash. They're going down. Next. Next. Nineteenth. Who do you think's getting relegated? Bournemouth. Uh. Just out of spite, Leicester City. Okay, I like it. Just because I hate. I'm. I'm sorry. Leicester really, are currently in last place and haven't won a game at the time of this recording. I'm starting to really hate bad ownership. And yeah, which is crazy because Lester was praised for ownership for the last when, four or five years, and then this suddenly out of nowhere, they don't they don't want to spend money anymore. R.I.P. to their old chairman, man. He yeah. was he had them in in bliss, but uh, I don't know. I guess COVID um, is still affecting certain clubs because yeah. when when you make me side with Brendan Rodgers, you're doing something wrong. Next. Um, Who's your third relegation team? I can see Nottingham Forest going down. Yeah, sixteen guys. I think they're. I think they're planning on going down. I thought it was like twenty plus guys they signed. I think it's sixteen first team players. They're, okay, they're insane. in one in, in one, one window. window. You're, you're so not. okay, so I think I have, if I remember it correctly, AFC Bournemouth. Oh, except this is not going to look as good now. <laughs> but I, I'm going to stick by it because I've I've thought about this for like. Two weeks to a week ago, and then right. I kind of stopped thinking about it. But all right, AOC Bournemouth, Southampton, mm, and um, and honestly Everton. Everton still I, even after I, they tied us so well. I think Everton still go down. I think I think 
I think Frank uh, Lampard if, is the worst manager in the league, and I think that team is not very talented. Really? Damn. All right. Yeah. <laughs> I can see that. Uh, I think Onana was pretty good against us. Uh, well, then again, we made Iwobi look like a very good midfielder, so maybe I shouldn't be talking. Right. Uh, who else? Who, who who was your second relegation? Southampton. Southampton is good. A good call. I think they have a few like good players who I think are probably going to get them some bread. But in terms of just them on the pitch, I'm not really. I'm not really the moment that. that team loses James Ward Prowse, they're cooked. But that's the thing. He's captain. He's probably going to be a lifelong. And we've talked about it too. Player. He's only what thirty. Their starting striker because they lost Danny Ings is Che Adams. Oh. <laughs> Hey, <laughs> hey, South, hey, take oh, off. I'm sorry, Southampton, y'all gone. <laughs> take <laughs> off Leicester and put Southampton on Damn. there for me. Like, nah, that. Shay, bro, Shay Adams, our, yes, we talked about this. Shay Adams had his 100th appearance for, in the Premier League um, for. Yeah, uh, what a week ago, two weeks ago. Shay, okay. No, I don't sorry, think it, I don't think the stat was entirely true. Nah, bro, it has to be, bro. Che Adams for a minute. He's played for a lot of teams. bro. Che Adams, if I go to career, for Southampton, has played 116 games and scored 25 goals. That's probably all competitions, all comps. And then, but he played in the prem for somebody else too. I cannot. Birmingham City him. or Sheffield. Birmingham. And Sheffield. The, At Birmingham was, City, it was 123 games, 38 goals. I think it was Sheff- Sheffield. Sheffield was 55 games, 15 goals, which is not as bad. But I I choose to believe that he has had 100 Premier League appearances and only nine goals. I completely believe it. God damn. Yeah, wow. Great. What a shot. <laughs> oh, Philip Billing, he's good for one of those every once in a while. Um, no, that probably is complete BS, but Shay, I the fact that it is believable give, like shows you kind of <laughs> Shay Adams' level. Like he's yeah. not very good; he's horrible. So that team was going down. They could not afford to lose Danny Ings, and they did not replace him. So yeah, they have a really good center midfielder from Manchester City, but he he's probably going to go back or move somewhere for a lot of money soon. Yeah, probably Dortmund. They. Uh, I know they look kind of good right now. They're all the way up at 12th right now, but yeah, stay tuned. This is why we do these, because I'm trying to look back on this. Uh, Just narrowly scraping in 17th place, I'm going to put I'm gonna put Nottingham Forest. Hmm. I think they have just enough. Okay. I think they have... I mean, they have money, which is a big thing. They're going for them in the relegation race. And I think they'll make more moves in January if they have to. Like, they're going to exhaust all their their options. How do they have money? I don't see. I don't know. But they're probably American. (laughs) Yeah. um, He's a They're two-time European champions. Six. Yeah. Six. Yeah. Facts. I have Everton there. 16th? Everton? No, Uh, I'll have... uh, Yeah. I kind of want to put Everton and... uh, Damn it! I kind of want to loop in Everton, Villa, and Wolves. Yeah, all in like the same category. Like not necessary relegation candidates, but that's only because there are worse teams. Right. Yeah. No. But I, I, I feel like I understand like with the grouping stuff, but I also think we should just like line it out because it's just more fun that way. (laughs) But so what we're saying, we're saying, uh. Or I guess I'm saying we both both sharing our opinions. Uh, nine and four, seventeenth. I'm saying, I'm saying Fulham sixteenth. Hmm. You don't think they? 
I like that. I think I was good. impressed with what I saw. I, maybe they won't have the depth to pull it. There's a lot of there's a lot through. of good teams. You know what? No, I don't know. I'm gonna stick by that. Keep going. I'm gonna stick by that. Keep going. Um. So what are we at? Fifteen. Ooh. I'm a hobbit. There's a like lot. Of, there's a lot of good teams in the league. Man. Yeah. There's a lot of good teams. I think. I think. Dang. Fifteenth. It's got to be wolves. Or I Villa. was gonna say wolves, wolves but it's such Villa. a fall from grace. I've yeah. Said, but they've been falling since 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 uh what's his name went to Tottenham. Oh. Ugh. No, Espirito Santo. Oh, okay. Ever since he went to Tottenham, they've just been trending downwards. They haven't looked any better. Any coach that they've got, like, has a little new manager bounce, and then he's out of there. Yeah. Um, I think they just let go of Bruno Lage, like, last week. 14th. You know what? Nah, I'll keep it. I still haven't put Leicester in there. Maybe so Leicester. So I'm thinking though. I'm thinking maybe Leicester 14th, but I might be reaching with Leeds here, but that's only cuz I'm a favorite. I I like Leeds right now. So I'll say Leicester 14th. I don't think we can put Newcastle that low either. No, we can't. They're, they're we good. cannot. I'll put Leeds 13th. Mm. 12 12 I'm thinking Brentford. You think Brentford? I think they're a really good team. I think they're a really fun team. I think they're, they're sparse. They're just, they don't have any depth. There's also just like a lot of talent in the league. Like looking at the remaining teams, there's a lot of talent. I think for Brentford, the two that I'm thinking of all the time are um, are Tony, obviously. Yeah. Who I want for Liverpool. Who like, needs to move to who, another team soon because he's too good. No, listen, don't say that because one of the most terrifying things I can think of right now is Ivan Tony moving to Manchester United. Yeah, that's really- Ivan Tony is very talented, very good at everything. Very good in the air, despite being five nine. Incredible passer, incredible shooter. He would actually fast. be perfect too for them because he'd be like, he'd be better at Liverpool. He'd be better at Liverpool. And as like, we, uh, probably as we watch Brentford more this season, we're probably gonna have a way different opinion of them. But I just still don't think they have enough depth. Twelve, yeah. Uh, I next, said Leeds thirteen, right? Yeah. Okay, twelve. All right. Brighton for me. It has El- to be. Eleven Brighton. Yeah. You think Brighton over over your boys? Of course, you think that. No, I think over Palace, Crystal over Palace. I think, but I think I think Palace only. I think Palace get to tenth, which is really good. I for think them. I would switch it, but interest like same same area. Basically, yeah. Well, it's oh. it's so interesting that they're rivals too. Like they're they're like they're like each other's worst rivals. They're not even close to each other. But I just love the the parallel in terms of like how they're two smaller clubs who have like grown to mid level clubs almost. Right. Basically, because of the structure on the field and in the front office. Oh, um, you know who I left out? Who? Aston Villa. Oh, I've been put them. I that's my relegation candidate. Oh no. no, I put them sixteenth. I knew I was forgetting somebody. They're sixteenth in my opinion. L- let me see where I can sneak Aston Villa. I would switch Villa and City and Leicester City. I'm a, I would switch Leicester and Villa if anything, just because I like Stevie G more than I like. Brandon I should have written this down. <laughs> this yeah. would have been a lot easier. Okay. Um, no, I, I would stick. Villa somewhere around 13, 14 and move everyone else up. But I guess that would put um, either... I can see Leicester free-falling for the whole season. Yeah, me too. I mean, where did I put them? 14th. 14th? So I think you switched them. Now Leicester's in 16th. Makes sense. Yeah, okay. Um, Yeah, we'll do that. And then, so we're at like 9 now. Yeah. 
Newcastle nine. Basically, because I think they, I think they, they outplay and outspend Crystal Palace barely. Like outplay barely, but definitely will be outspending them. All right, let's focus on the top six. Top six, sixth. Tottenham. Wow. I, yeah. Like that? Well, yeah, because I thought they were going to do a lot better versus you Chelsea. You were than like they did. so into the idea of Tottenham this season, I feel like. You really I, thought they were going to go crazy. I just, you know why? It's like, it's hard for me to do a prediction when one of these teams doesn't have a manager right now. Because it, it can easily switch with Chelsea depending on who they get next. You know, if Chelsea get Brendan Rodgers, uh, then they're sixth. But yeah, if if they get like Klopp, Guardiola, you know what I'm saying? Like Guardiola, right. like those type guys, then I can see them, you know, being near the top. That this whole thing is gonna be crazy. Wow, you know what? I've had to reconsider. I'm still gonna say Manchester United. Yeah. I know that's kind of wild, but after they've been. Uh, showing themselves is you know uh, maybe uh, all right. I just think there's still big. Fl- it's tough, man. Manchester United are kind of peaking at the worst time. It's like I have well, no the idea. best time for them. Best time for them, but I have no Chelsea f- is no clue. a mess. It's either between them or Chelsea for me for sixth, and I don't know who. But I'm just gonna say Manchester United because that's kind of how I've thought most of the season. Chelsea are gonna get a new manager bounce. If they get Graham Potter, they're gonna be dangerous. Yeah. Um, and I think they'll have just more consistency about them. Eric still, as as great as he's looked, he's gonna learn lessons along the way. He's gonna have some bad performances. It's just part of adapting to the uh, prem. Um, well, you know, I might I might agree with that just because I'm thinking of Conte's experience in the prem. And then there's Ten Hag, who's this is his first season, mm-hmm. so that might actually have something. It's to do exhausting, with it. man, and injuries. Well, like who knows what happens. And Conte's like only good at the leagues. Say they lose Casemiro, what happens mm-hmm. then? You know, like lose yeah. Varane, Harry Maguire's Varane's kind of like the shaky bit because he's actually been incredible. I was wrong. He was been he's been incredible for United since Martinez has been lining up next to him. But uh, if they lose Martinez or Varane, I think their goose is cooked. They'll have some. They'll have some big performances. They'll win some big games. But overall, I'll say sixth. It could be Chelsea though. But I'm gonna I'll put say Chelsea. Chelsea fifth. and United at an easy swap for fifth and sixth. Um, and then uh, I think. Ooh. No, you're saying Tottenham at six. I no, like no, no, that. No, better. I know, I know, I know. But <laughs> oh, like I, but like now now that I'm taking the coaches into account, like Conte brings a lot to a team. So it it, it remains yeah. to be seen if he's gonna bring a lot to Tottenham. I but think Tottenham do get top four. I think they get fourth. I think though. they get fourth. I think they get fourth. All I just right. don't think everybody like this raises is, we, their firepower. Okay, just in in case we're in case we're wilding here, but in case this ends up looking wild different, that's, that's I think we've fun, already yeah. iterated that this has been the wildest start to a season. Yeah, yeah. yeah let's stress it again, time, right? Because <laughs> no. how my list is about to be. I can't. <sighs> I can't think of. I don't know. I just can't imagine them higher than that. I really can't. To me, they crumble too much. They just they still don't have the depth. Yeah, I uh, think I think that's I think from from four to that's what to you said two, they got this summer. I think from well, yes, they replaced the good parts of their team. I mean, they replaced the bad parts of the team and added good parts, but they, their bench is still not really anything to talk about. 
Harry Winks on the bench? No, thank you. Uh, Jaffa Tanganga? I don't even know if he's on the team anymore. Davinson Sanchez as your as your first center back to sub in? He don't really be thinking. Yeah. So, you know, they still got some ways to go, but it remains to be seen. I think Conte can drag a lot out of those players. Um, He'll but, definitely get some sort of success, and I think that will be qualifying for Champions League. All right, so this might just be based on form right now. Don't think I'm giving you all too much credit, but I actually think Liverpool finished third Wow! because of how trash we look. I still have hope that we're able to kind of swing things around by the time the winter transfer window comes around. That's why I'm saying... I hope that like it kind of crashes and burns this first half of the season because hopefully that lights a fire under FSG because the only other time they seem to pay attention is when we're in trouble, mm-hmm. as was shown two years ago with the center back crisis. Now we have the center mid crisis. I hope it all goes burning down so that they can actually pay attention and whoever the new uh, whoever the new scout is or the new GM whatever the hell he is he better be on his shit because right now Luis Diaz is like the only transfer that seems to be working I'm pretty sure that was still our last guy who just left so right. Ward has some shit to do yeah I mean I've struggled with this for so long we don't long have any depth by the <laughs> way none none <laughs> none I've struggled with this for so long because I mean, we got the depth of a puddle right now and that's probably going to be for the rest of the season I've I've thought that you know it's it's Liverpool at the end of the day and blah 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 and I'm an Arsenal fan but I do think Arsenal get third. I still think Liverpool get second place. Really? I really do. Yeah. Bro, I've been thinking you about have this. Not watched no, I have. I have. <laughs> I have. No, no, because and hear me out. To me, I just have too much faith in Klopp, in what this team has done in the past, yeah. I can't. I can't write him off. I can't do it, man. And well, I've, I've thought about this so much for the past like two weeks. That's wild. As it's all been crashing down, you guys have been like last place. Look, the everyone, an Arsenal fan is showing humility. You Holy guys, shit. you guys have been last place in the league after three games, huh? Yeah. Very yeah. similar to Arsenal last season. Yeah. What did I thought the season was cooked? Yeah, you know, and I and I knew I'm always one of those people too that I hate when, especially Arsenal fans lose their shit over the first three games. Yeah. But it got to me that season because of just I mean there was just so much <laughs> so much emotions. Yeah. Go listen to the episodes if you care. <laughs> but but at the same time, I am one of those guys that understands it's early. It's a 38 game season. Yeah, Things wow. happen. Players comes back. Klopp so, finds ways to motivate his team. We we played sixty four games last season. Like, that's crazy. That, like this, the that's actually is crazy. Barely, the Brem is barely over half. You know what I'm saying? I can't. I just I can't count you guys out. I still think you're the second best team in England. I appreciate. I think that. I think Arsenal are the third best team in England. <laughs> I appreciate still. that. I appreciate that. But uh, yeah, I think okay. uh, I think maybe you guys like get bounced out of maybe the Champions League a little earlier than you want it helps you kind of stabilize in the league a little more and have like a or maybe it's like just a cup maybe it's an FA Cup or both the cups yeah and that kind of gets your 
gets you guys your feet under you. You get some guys back. I don't know. Something will happen. I didn't even think it's about a long that. season. I didn't think about that. We might actually need that. Like uh, you know, it never became a possibility in my head. You know, after right. going after all four. Now nah, I'm, I'm just talking yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah. No, but in all seriousness, um, I actually like even even looking at us playing Napoli today. How we got fucked. In my in my head, I'm still thinking, okay, we got a lot of work to do if we want to make it out of this group stage. And honestly, I've been thinking about it. I don't know if we're going to make it out of this group stage. Mm-hmm. The Rangers is the worst team in that group, and Rangers is a very good European team. Uh, then we got torn apart by Napoli at home. We barely play well. I mean, uh, away. We barely play well at home right now. Uh, then we have Ajax at home next week, and Ajax are European team like it don't hey, matter y'all better stay the fuck away from the europa league <laughs> that's our trophy Yo, what if we drop we're down? getting our first taste of european nah, success bro, <laughs> nah, bro. we already uh Cobb already won that once he might he might double back around just to feel something you just know what I'm feel something yeah nah but um that's okay, it right so, that's so the I'll, end I'll say, yeah. <laughs> no i was gonna say yeah honestly basically arsenal second just because your guys form looks good and like you guys have definitely yeah, we built on last season. Though. I definitely can't be as cocky as I, I was for say, the last couple I weeks. Will say, I was gonna say I will say Gabrielle might get targeted like a mofo. And most foul player in the league. Your depth is probably what's gonna screw you in the long term in yeah. the league. I think we got sneaky depth, but you have Europe, in certain places for sure. You have Europe as well, and I think you guys are gonna take that serious. I think actually, yeah, so, I'm kind of thinking that Arteta doesn't take Europe. Uh, we'll see. We'll find out tomorrow. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, Klopp, I don't know, man. Uh, Klopp, uh, yeah, man. I don't Holland know. Holland will score 40 goals and win the Prem. Look, the end. Liverpool, all we need to do, Liverpool, put Trent as the right-sided eight, put Firmino as the left-sided eight, put whoever you want as the six, and let's get her going. Let's yeah. just go until until everybody fucking dies, man. Because right. this team is about to fucking everybody's on the fucking You're injury be running table, on man. fumes all season. Anyways, no, that's it. Uh, Premier League places uh, twenty through two. That's the only parts of the league that everybody cares about. Yep. Um, oh yeah, Holland is a beast. Um, and literally, that is it. literally forty goals. Yeah, <laughs> literally. No, he like the worst thing possible happened. He he is a high percentage shooter. Holland. And he joined a team that gets him the most shots. Endless chances. Any any place in Europe. So. Holland is has literally single handedly turned the Prem into the Farmers League. Well, it's it's With been the Farmers League, but <laughs> so. it, he got City looking like Bayern Munich. That's yeah. what that's what's crazy. I'm not gonna talk about it. It's making me depressed. Plus, also, yes, City has had good jerseys this season, but. With those with those burgundy shorts, with those crimson shorts, not bad. Yeah, I wouldn't mind that if that was their European kit. All right, oh. that's enough. That's enough compliments for the yeah. people who bought the league. For the go kids. Arsenal, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Liverpool, let's first let's. place, baby. Yeah, hey, oh yeah, 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 oh yeah. Shout out to Aston Villa. Enjoy Y'all did it, something right. Enjoy it while it lasts. You know, yeah, Stevie G is good. To. Stevie G is good for something, and that's I the difference the between him and Lampard. I post the table after every game week. I'm shameless. <laughs> I'm gonna milk it until it, I oh get snatched away God. from me. Yo, Seth about to get on your head. <laughs> Yo, if United finish above Arsenal, nah, I can't even say. Just going off of the way this season is going, I can't even say like that. That will be a wild thing. I, I can't predict anything this season 
I think, yeah, I think the mentality is going to be a big thing. What if it's another glorious season. season where Chelsea finishes 10th? You never know. But then, yeah. Until until then, we'll have to wait and see because this is episode <laughs> 39 and... It's time to fucking go. <laughs> we out. <laughs>